What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, Russ, I was a little bit out of my league on this interview. Yeah. I mean, no pun intended, but totally intended. Well, we interviewed a a professional baseball player, or at least someone who was a professional baseball player. And as a wannabe professional baseball player as a kid, I was definitely a little bit kind of like fan guy. You were absolutely fanboy in this interview. Well, and here's the part about this interview with Josh Kalinowski, um, the the host of the JK experience, someone who owns and runs six different businesses and has been super successful in life, not only in baseball, but after that has been even more, I would say dominant because <laughs> he was a pitcher and he was pretty dominant through, you know, through some no hitters in the minor leagues. And it was in, was at a playing at a super high level. But what I loved about this is how he said there is a life after baseball. There is there that when we, when we want to experience the dream, maybe the dream is something that we didn't even consider early on. And he, he puts, an order to it, Joey. Yeah, I, I love the, and we're going to get to the order in a second, but if you're listening right now and you've experienced some sort of a major life change, right? In your career, you lost your job or you had a business failure or even your marriage failed. I don't know what it was for you, but if you had anything like what Josh went through after leaving baseball and had to find his way out, man, his story will absolutely bring some clarity and some steps for you to take to come out of that. If It depends on where you're at. Are you in that recovery position? Are you in growth mode? I love how he kind of specified that. What do you think about that? No, I, I really do. I think, you know, one, we got to get vulnerable. We have to kind of show our insecurity sometimes. And as, you know, macho entrepreneurs, uh, sometimes we, we don't want to share that side. But ultimately, what I loved about this interview is he talked about not trading success for purpose. Oh, that was huge. And, and that is what allowed him to really focus is what is the most important thing. And he gives that order during this interview. So I, I don't want to steal all of his thunder. I think you're going to love this as an entrepreneur to entrepreneur. This is one of those interviews. There's tons of apical nuggets that you can take away and start applying. And also, how can you step away how can you build a business and then ultimately st- step away from it? And what are some of those tools, practical tools that you can implement to do that? All of that's in this interview with Josh Kalinowski. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, 
Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the show. We have Josh Kalinowski joining us today. Josh, man, so grateful to have you. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. As, as have we, and I think that you as a listener are going to take a lot away from today's conversation just because we've been talking for like five minutes now, Josh, and you've shared more stuff with me <laughs> that I resonate with as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a dad, as a man, that if we can unpack half of that, this podcast is going to be huge. So let's, for those of our audience who hadn't had a chance to look you up, don't know who you are, give a little bit of a backstory here that maybe your mom would be envious of. All right, my man. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, I'm, I, uh, I reside in Casper, Wyoming. Uh, moved here when uh, we were very young. And so uh, we call this home. Uh, I had an amazing opportunity in a, in a small town to be a big fish when it came to sports. I got drafted by the Colorado Rockies, was able to chase my dream for a number of years. And then at the age of 26, I uh, woke up with a, uh, a worn out and broken arm and realizing I don't know what the heck I'm going to do the rest of my life. My father was a, um, uh, was a builder and I did not want to pound nails for, for that rest of my journey. And so I became a real estate agent and, uh, currently now that was in 2006. So I've been an, uh, a realtor for the last, uh, 14 years. I have, in addition to that, I have uh, six other companies that uh, I'm either an owner or co-owner in. And, uh, right now, um, life is amazing. And, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a hard fought battle and a challenge. And uh, I'm excited though, for what we've got in the future, my man. So that's a little brief, brief uh, intro to who I am and what's going on in my world. Oh, uh, well, obviously being a huge baseball fan, um, I, I gotta like dig into that, like career a little bit, like walk me through that. Like what, what level uh, did you play at? Yeah. So, um, when I got drafted by the Rockies, I was, I was drafted as a second round pick. Um, but we have the call, what's called a draft and follow. So I signed, so they have your, 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 your rights for an entire year. And so they can sign you all the way up to that next draft. So I went to, I went, I got drafted out of high school, decided not to sign and went to a junior college, which was a baseball factory out in, in Iowa and had a phenomenal, I had a, a, had a phenomenal sophomore year. I'd actually signed to go to the university of Minnesota, I was excited about playing up there. It was really, really, I wanted to go down South, but I just absolutely connected with the pitching coach up there. And my brother, we actually spent a couple of years in Minnesota when I was very young. My brother was born up there. So I had some ties to that community up there. And then, so I signed with the Colorado Rockies as a second round pick, had a great minor league career with them, played with the Rockies for five years, had one stint with the Red Sox and then a one stint in uh, independent ball. Um, had four surgeries, three on my shoulder. And, um, and that's what really, unfortunately, led to my early retirement. Uh, I always tell people I retired not because I was financially independent, uh, but because <laughs> my, uh, my arm was uh, no longer allowing me to um, pursue the dream that I had had in my, my life. So, um, but yeah, it was, an, uh, I tell you what, it was an amazing journey, um, had so many highlights had some great records that were uh, with the Rockies for uh, a number of years, led the, led the Rockies entire organization and strikeouts for 13 years, including the big leagues through a no hitter through a 20 game strikeout. I was a left-handed pitcher, had a great curveball, threw relatively hard. And, and I was a prospect. I was, I was there in line, man. I was, uh, I was a big league camp a number of times. Um, you know, I got to know 
Mike Lansing, which is a hometown hero of ours, Dante Pichette, uh, at that time was with the Rockies, um, Todd Helton, uh, you know, some big league guys that, uh, that were there. And, and I was, I was in that journey, man. I was right there with all these guys. And of course, a lot of the guys that I played with made it to the big leagues. So it was living life, man. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable. So. That's so cool. Like I had a very similar journey until uh, reality set in and um, I went to junior college. I followed the same route, basically just didn't quite make it on to the next couple of steps, but it seems like we're in the same spot now. So it all works out. Who was it Russ, that signed you? I, I forget. Who was it that signed you? Well, we can't talk about that right now. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a quiet negotiation that we had. Yeah. Oh man. So like, so humbled, like right off the bat. And I appreciate you rubbing that in. Well, Josh, I mean, obviously right now, baseball doesn't help um, our, our listener, but your journey does, I think. I think it's important to know that life does happen after maybe what we, what we may think our original dream was, and then all of a sudden you start seeing other things. So you mentioned that you're an owner in six different businesses. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about like what, what has you know, been successful in that and, and how do you manage that many things? Yeah. You know, honestly, you know, when, when baseball was done, uh, I think like so many athletes and I, and, and this really just spans to just men and women in general, oftentimes there is a big massive transition in our lives where we really have to look at, you know, what do we really want to do? What's the purpose? And, you know, a lot of people have the midlife crisis. You know, I've got a great friend that runs one of our organizations. He's a um, ex-military uh, gentleman and, you know, he's 17 years in service. And then here he goes, wakes up to civilian life and going, what is my greater purpose in all of this? Right. And so as I, as I started to become an agent and became very successful with that, just simply just because I was competitive, right. Uh, I, I knew that I wanted to be successful no matter what it was. If I was going to be a janitor, I was going to be the best freaking janitor out there. That was just the way that I was wired. That was the way my father raised me and my mom raised me. But luckily I got into real estate and I saw some great strides there, but then it got to the point where it was no longer a passion. And I was, I was trading success for purpose. And so as I was going along on my journey and and starting to really develop my inner leadership, I was able to realize what was important in my life. Now, I know you guys uh, are very successful and you guys uh, are managing a lot of things. And and what it was doing is it was consuming me all the time. Mm -hmm. And for real estate agents, particularly you're working seven days a week, especially those that you know, are producing a lot. And it got to the point where I just was not around my family. We had um, very young boys at the time. And Kate was, she was managing life without me. And she was great, very gracious in all of it. But then it got, got, I got to the point in my life where I said, you know, I'm not going to be that dad that's not coaching my boys. I'm not going to be that dad that uh, is not showing up for um, their games. I'm not going to be that, uh, that husband that wakes up one day and uh, my wife has given me papers and saying that she no longer ne- needs me. She no longer loves me. And she uh, doesn't even know who I am. So I made a transition to go from selling with a team to say, I just want to start developing other leaders. I want to develop other people. And I needed to focus on myself first. So it was my journey to develop myself first that led into these other opportunities. And not only just with real estate, but you know, our, our, we have a roofing company. We have property management. We have a health and fitness company as well too. Um, and so, and we have a media company. So like, you know, they were just, they were all, they all kind of connected and overlaid with each other. Right. And it became a big vision for like, what do we want to help people do in their lives? 
And so it's been a fun journey. It's been a really hard journey, challenging uh, and ever learning. But uh, man, I tell you what, there's just so much opportunity out there. And I think people are starving for it. No doubt. And now I want to ask a, a kind of specific question about your transition in real estate, because I have grown up in the mortgage business and was surrounded and still do have tons of clients um, that look to Wealth Without Wall Street for help that are in the real estate realm, because this, what we do really helps them to save money aggressively and then to leverage it into passive income streams. But what I find is realtors in general, and let's, let's just lump in together entrepreneurs in general mm -hmm. can be so focused in and owned by their business yeah. that they never transition into more freedom that it just becomes that they're piling more and more stuff on them and losing that time. That's kind of where you had that breaking point. Explain how you transitioned then into being able to have more time to build these other businesses. Like how did you make that transition from selling to owning real estate, a real estate company? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things um, is that I started to get a vision for what I wanted in my life. Um, you know, what kind of a dad did I want to be? What, what kind of a, a leader did I want to be? What kind of a husband did I want to be? Uh, and, then be and then when I started to develop that vision, I started to get a greater purpose of like, am I really chasing the right, the right things? And what I was chasing was, you know, I, I came from an industry with baseball where you were going to make millions of dollars. I mean, literally a, a, a pitcher that goes 10 and 11, so he's got a losing record, was making uh, over a million dollars a year, right? And so I went from an industry where I thought like, listen, I'm gonna make $20 million, I'm gonna sign a contract, I'm gonna be a $50 million guy, to an industry where, you know, if I make $150,000, that's awesome, right? So I just started, I chased the money for so long. Mm -hmm. And as I started to get a vision for who I wanted to become, I also realized um, that I needed to do something better with my finances. I really needed to get that in line. And so was I, was I living outside my means? No doubt about it, right? Because I was chasing the almighty dollar and that's the lifestyle that I hadn't transitioned from baseball to our new reality. And so when I did that, it really started to help me understand what was really important. And I began to see that time was way more valuable than any amount of money that I was going to make with a deal, right? And I made some massive mistakes. I mean, when my, when my first son was born, when our first son was born, he, he was born at like 4.30 in the morning. Uh, we were in the hospital. I got a text from somebody at 7.30 that they wanted to go look at a building. And I left at noon. Oh, oh wow. To show the building. That's how, but, but here's the thing is that in my mind, my priorities were, I'm not going to be a failure and I'm going to be, I'm going to be a provider for my family. Like my intentions were never to, to, to set a bad precedence to my family. My intentions were to be this provider for my family and knowing that, okay, yeah, they're looking at a half a million dollar property. It's $15,000 in commissions. Gosh, that'd be in the savings. That'd give us time to have a, you know, a vacation. I'll, so that's how screwed up my priorities really were. I didn't have anybody in my life at that time that was helping me understand the vision that you need for your life needs to involve your family. And, you know, we'll, we, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but one of the organizations we have is Kingsman and we believe in these five foundations. Well, the reason why faith and family are the first two is because that is the priority and should be the priority in your life. And I had that screwed up. I had finance, family, fitness, faith, and then my future, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so when I got all of that, when I started to have a vision, that's when all these other opportunities came, you guys. So it was when, when other people were saying, hey, listen, um, we're running into a situation. We want to, we, we want to transition our roofing company. We just don't have any great leadership. And, you know, they came to me with advice. And here I go say, hey, I think we can, I think that we can partner with you provide the leadership, the stability, the foundation that you're looking for, and then you go do what you do best. You don't want to deal with these other things, right? True North Media, the same thing. How do we provide a service for the people that we um, employ, the, the entrepreneurs that are part of our companies? What do we do to help their lives even better? Give them more time to be with their family, give them more, uh, giving them greater finances for their future. And so everything came from a need from the people that we were trying to serve and that's, that continues to drive us, you know, um, it drives our, our just cause. That's why we do what we do. So that's in a nutshell, kind of why we continue to grow, why we continue to expand and why we are so excited for the opportunities that we feel like we have. Well, it's totally obvious when you decide to help other people get what they want, we are able to see more purpose in our life, kind of what you, what you mentioned. And it, it spurs that on and then serving others ultimately ends up serving our family too. And, and we, we become more in tune to the needs of others and are able to, to, uh, to jump in there. What do you got there? Well, I, I want to point this out before we move on. The, the main thing that I heard you talk about, Josh, and it's what we talk about is the very first step to financial freedom is clarity right? Yeah. Clarity is so critical. And so many times we want to jump to the shiny object of the vehicle of financial freedom, whether it's flipping houses or, you know, oh, I want to do this land business, or I want to do this short-term rental business, whatever the things we talk about on our show, those things are fantastic, but they're the worst way to start if you don't know what you're trying to create, the, the life that you're trying to create has to be supported by those vehicles, not the other way around. So I would, I want to kind of dig a little bit into that piece for you. What, was there a process that you went through? Was there a framework that you went through that made all this clarity that much easier? I mean, what, what did you, what did you go through to, to get to that point? Yeah. You know, one of the things I really started to invest in myself you know, before it was, you know, I, my father is a, is a massive influence in my life and just an extreme man of faith. So I always had a, I mean, I had that faith foundation in a sense, so to speak. But what I had to do is I had to get out of my comfort zone. And I really started, I really started putting people in my life that were going to mentor and influence me. I really started to invest in that person in the mirror. And what I realized is that when I started to make the financial investment, you know, getting a coach, getting a mentor, it really elevated my thought process. It really held me, held me to a higher accountability. Plus it also gave me um, the knowledge that I just didn't have. You know, I just, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And as, as I was giving my best efforts, as I felt like I was doing the best in leading, these people that I started to put in my life really helped me cast that vision. They really helped me say, and, and just by their, by the way that they were successful or the way that they lived their life, I was able to imitate at that time what it meant to be a great leader, what it meant to be a great broker, what it meant to be a great father. And then I had to learn from there and take ownership so that I could create who I was going to be. I, I you know, I kind of, I recreated the man, so to speak, uh, and who I was and what my priorities were. And so the mentoring is, I would say, so important and imperative for people. 
to have a Bible reference is it's so, it's so good to sit at the, the feet of another man. Right. And that's what, that's what people did. You know, that's what apostles did is they, is they literally sat at the feet of other men in order to gain their wisdom. And so we, if we want to have wisdom in our lives, um, I believe there's a process that we get to it, but one of the best ways to get wisdom in your life is to go to another man and literally sit there and take on the wisdom that they, that they've had and that they they want to impart in you. Oh, so good. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of people right now are listening to you and that's what they're gaining, right? I mean, the podcast is a way to learn from others. It's a way to invest in yourself because it's so easy to ride down the road and listen to music or listening to nothing as opposed to popping on a podcast like yours or like ours and being able to gain insight and wisdom, as you said, from people who've already been there. So I want to kind of follow that one step deeper because you've not only been super successful in a baseball career, then was super successful as an, as a real estate agent transitioned to owning six businesses and doing that at a very high level. But also now you mentioned right before we press record that you're at a point where you're, you're able to start handing some of those things off and get even more time to pursue some of your passion projects. So talk about that because some of us are, are still so stuck in the business and we're trying to reach that first level. We don't even know that, man, there's a way for even me to step away from it, but it's still to be producing, right? Not of stepping away and quitting it. I'm, I'm letting others run it. So what were yeah. some of those things that you were able to put in place that others could learn from uh, along the way? You bet. Well, I think, first of all, you have to realize where you're at in your business. Are you in a growth mindset right now? Are you in a recovery mindset? Are you in a, hey, listen, we got to protect, we got to protect the walls right now. Um, You know, we're not making the money that we need to make. So I'm going to literally be diving deep into making sure that we have the finances that, you know, that will secure us, you know, six months in reserve, 12 months in reserve, whatever that, whatever you feel is comfortable. Um, So it, it literally was this, for me, it was that opportunity to grow and going, okay, right now I'm currently let's just say I was, I was a real estate agent. I had a team. I don't want to be here six months from now. So I had to put a strategy in place and say, okay, I need to set aside an entire year's salary for myself. So I don't, I, that I don't have to produce that. So then I had the stability to know that, that I was not going to have that financial stress in my life. Right. Um, when we went and hired a managing director, because I was, I was the ends all, right. I was the, I was the broker, the managing director, the psychologist, the recruiter, the trainer, you name it. And I was also a top producing agent cause I was, had the team and everything. Well, I realized that in order for us to grow, I have a ceiling and I got to get the heck out of the way. So we hired a managing director. What I did for that was, is I literally put three months of salary aside and said, all right, we can afford a managing director for three months. After that, they better start producing what they're, what we're paying them. Right. And so we had, we, we kind of had that vision of going, okay, here's what we're going to do. So from there, I, so every time that we've grown, I've always tried to position ourselves from the, the past experiences that I've had of, of failing, by the way, of not doing this is to make sure that we had salary or we had that position available. So we had the financial security um, and there was relatively minimum risk, so to speak, right? There's nothing, as you guys know this, and I'm sure that you have these conversations with your, your clients is that there's nothing more stressful than financial insecurity, yeah. right? And it just weighs on you and it will ruin relationships. It ruins families, ruins marriages. And so anything that we can do to make sure that we 
that we give our, ourselves enough buffer and security in that is going to be beneficial for us. So, so hire the managing director. And then from there in the other companies, it was about just building up leaders. You know, we've got in our organization, so within Colo Banker, we've got 13 leaders on our leader, on our board. Um, and some of them are, are paid staff and some of them are actually the, the agents. And I came to them about a year ago and I said, hey, listen, we are growing and expanding and we need to continue to do that. That is, that, that is who we are and that's what we're going to continue to provide because I never said our just cause, so let me just say that. We believe everybody deserves the opportunity to become the best version of themselves in order to create their legacy. And so we do that by providing them opportunities. So we provide, you know, either an opportunity as a paid, as a, as a paid employee or as an opportunity as an, an entrepreneur in our, within our companies, right? And so if that's our mission, we've got to continue to grow. We've got to continue to expand. But I can't, I cannot lead all of them. And so I'm going to lead you. I'm going to pour into you but I expect you to go out there and pour into them and you be their leaders. You be the people that inspire them. You are going to be the people that are going to step in and, and help them get to where they want to go into their life. And so I just realized that I've got to like, as a leader and you, as you should realize as a leader, if you, when you're listening to this is that you need to identify the people that you need to be intentional pouring into and how do you raise them up so that they go be the ambassadors for what you and your company stand for. All right. So let's talk about that. Let's get very specific. Give me a practical application of how you went and you can think of probably one person that you went to first and said, this is going to be the person I've got to inspire because this person is going to be the one that's going to help uh, rise the watermark, if you will. Like, what is it that you said or what is it that you did? I will tell you the biggest thing is that I gave him authority. Oh, nice. I gave him authority that, you know, listen, you're going to have conversations with people. So I'll just tell our, our managing director. Um, I gave him authority that, Hey, listen, uh, when, when somebody comes to you and has a, uh, and has a, an issue, um, has a question, I'm going to give you authority that you're going to give them the best answer that you're capable of giving to them at the time, knowing all well, it might be the wrong answer. But then we're going to talk about it and we're going to discuss why you did that. I'm going to give you some feedback on maybe why that was a good decision or why that wasn't a good decision. And we're going to continue to grow. But I will tell you, the biggest thing that I've seen from all of that is people don't feel like they have authority. And when you as a leader can encourage and give that authority, that's when you see massive expansion. No doubt. You, you get out of the way and let them make decisions. And like you said, they will make bad decisions, yeah. but no decision or you making the decision is always a bad decision because then you are no longer out of the business. So right. I, I love that. I do want to really quickly talk about kind of what you've been transitioning into because I think it's really cool that you have a heart to help men. You call it a Kingsman. Talk a little yep. bit about what Kingsman is. Yeah, you bet. You know, um, so when I, when I got out of uh, baseball, it, it wasn't by choice. Uh, this wasn't me going, Hey, listen, I think I'm ready for the next, uh, the, the next career in my life. I mean, I was absolutely devastated. I was rocked. I lost my purpose, right? Baseball was my purpose at that time. I lost what I thought was my purpose when in fact it was just a dream. And uh, it took me 13 years to walk through that. It took me 13 years to realize that I was created for something even greater. I eventually went through um, uh, an amazing 
hellacious week uh, um, that I paid for, believe it or not, uh, that brought me out of this pit and helped me ask the right questions, uh, have the right conversations, and really cast a vision for myself. Um, it was an organization that really, I mean, it made a massive impact in me. And but as I as I got out of that, I realized I didn't want to be a part of that organization anymore because they didn't have the foundations that I believe that as a man that we need. So faith was a, was a huge foundation. That was my that was my key point. And so I just, you know, as a man of faith, I was just going, man, okay, Lord, what am I going to do? Like what? Like how do I how do I continue to have that environment and and grow as a as a father and a husband as a businessman? So gave me this this vision for Kingsman. And uh, what I've realized is that uh, there are so many, and I just go to men because that's the realm that I, I'm in a lot. Uh, but, you know, there's so, many, there's so many men and women that want fellowship, that want a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood where they can, they can come together and have really great hard conversations where they can do really hard things together, uh, that they can, they can hold each other accountable, that they can push each other forward. And we miss that, you know, we miss that. If you're a military person, you miss not having that. You, when, you're in, when you're in sports, you miss not having that team. And so the book, the, there's a book that, uh, that I've written that's going to be coming out next year. That's really the kind of the gateway to, realize, to help people realize like there is life after whatever it is that you experience. There's life after baseball. There's life after the military. There's life after devastation. And it's the journey to get there that is important. And so we really help people establish why that journey is important to do and why living a life on fire and on purpose is worth it. That is so cool. And so just, just being clear what the five things about being a Kingsman, uh, tell us that really quickly. Yeah, you bet. So we believe in five foundations. Uh, we believe that faith is first and foremost, the, the, the biggest foundation that you need in your life. Faith, not only as a man of faith, but also faith in yourself. You got to develop that faith in yourself. So faith, family, fitness, finance, and future. That is so cool. Well, and I, I've told you this before the show, I, I can't thank you enough for being on because leadership and vision and inspiration just kind of exudes from your being who you are. I mean, we don't know each other extremely well. We've gotten connected through our own business coach. And, uh, but I can just in a very short time, and I know everybody that's listening to this right now is feeling the same way. They're fired up. Like they want to run through a brick wall right now uh, <laughs> with you, with you kind of inspiring them on. So, man, thank you for being willing to come on and, and share this with us. It's been, it's been awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. This has been a lot of fun. Love getting to know you guys. Been following you, of course, ever since the last time we met. And uh, I'm excited where the future is going to, to push us both. All right, real quickly, tell us the name of the book so that way we can be on the lookout for it uh, when it comes out next year. And also, how can people get in touch with you if they want to? Yeah, you bet. Uh, so the book's going to be called Strike Three, What Do You Do When the Game's Over But Life's Not? Um, you can find me on all the social media platforms. On Instagram, it's Joshua D. Kalinowski. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, joshkalinowski.com. And then uh, we've got a podcast that we call The JK Experience. Uh, so you can listen to that. And what on, on the, on the JK experience where we have people that are literally just building businesses and what are they doing and what are the obstacles that they're facing and how do they get through those challenges? So um, if you're looking for some inspiration on that, that would be a, a great podcast to listen to. And then of course, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook, you can find me at Josh Kalinowski or JK experience. 
Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Josh. Great interview. Thank you for sharing with it and look forward to having you in our community and people being able to kind of connect with you. And thank you as always for listening to this and we'll see you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.